and welcome to the Bliss Tonic Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Anthony, here to offer you validation, support, and guidance on your human journey. I use yogic philosophy practices and intuitive arts to help you experience the wisdom of your own soul and get you closer to your bliss tonic. Welcome back. And if this is your first time, thank you so much for being here and choosing to show up for yourself. I'm Michelle Anthony, and let's get into today's episode all about the contrast between being grounded and being elevated. And now some new age folks might call this being in 3D mindset and 5D mindset. Um, And I'm going to explain why I don't love uh, that um, hierarchy of of kind of determining the value <laughs> of your human experience um, because we all are on our own journey here and let's not judge whether we're in 3D or 5D or another person is in 3D or 5D and why does that even fucking matter anyways so here we go. So today's episode, I'm going to start with a little bit of a story of a reading that I had done. Um, It was a group reading from one of my spiritual mentors, Natalie Miles. And in this reading, she told me that I was in the spiritual closet. (laughs) And I just laughed. I was like, no, I I absolutely am not in the spiritual closet. And um, it's like, no, like, I mean, Pretty much everybody I know knows all of this about me and, um, you know, this is what I do for a living. Um, And it's so funny the ways that my life have completely taken a turn in the past month and a half with some changes that I've implemented and some massive mindset shifts. And I just want to say she was right. (laughs) I was in that spiritual closet in such a big way and it was really invisible to me. So I'm so grateful that I, I had that reading and it just goes to show you that even as an intuitive, receiving readings from other people can help you just get yourself out of your own way. When we're doing a reading for somebody else, a part of the kind of invocation um, that we do is to get our ego out of the way and to just be of service. And I think sometimes when we do readings for ourselves, we forget that because we're so um, we're so attached to ourselves, right? And so almost like we have a harder time filtering um, the ego and the expectation and the um, self-serving nature of doing a reading for yourself. So I feel like it's a lot harder to, to separate that when you're doing a reading from yourself or for yourself. Not that it's impossible by any means, but it just means that getting a reading from somebody else means that they can see things that are a lot harder for you to see. Um, Just a part of yogic philosophy and the human condition is that it's a lot easier to see things outside of ourselves than it is to see inside of ourselves. It's just one of the aspects of yogic philosophy that I love to explore in my work with judgment and a whole 
six-week judgment series came out of that kind of exploration many years ago. So I had a decade ago, a massive spiritual awakening, right? And I'm talking like to the point where I was in the spiritual world a lot more than I was in the grounded, um, what they would call 3D reality, where everything was a spiritual experience. And let me tell you, it was beautiful. It was slightly scary. It was... um, It was a time of intense spiritual growth that I didn't really see um, take shape in my outer world other than the way I lived my life, right? The way I went around and conducted myself was very um, spiritual. (laughs) I don't know. How do you say that? It's not like spiritual as opposed to like being higher than something, but it wasn't very grounded, right? And so I lived my time in Canada very much so exploring my spiritual powers, Um, and it had a lot to do with aliens, with negative entities, so much to do with negative entities. And if you are subscribed to my YouTube channel, I made episodes about both of those things, negative entities and aliens. And it's something that I am realizing like, oh, I haven't really talked about to to many people. And here's why. So in my experience, I had this grand awakening and it wasn't very grounded. Now, when I moved back, I was going through a massive life change, not only living in a completely different country, having to come back from like the beauty and bliss of Canada and being surrounded by um, my spiritual family um, and then moving into my mom's basement. (laughs) Many of us have been there, I know. Um, And so there was a massive shift in just my whole life. I went through a breakup. I had a dog that I, um, you know, had had raised that I left behind in Canada. And I ended up going and and getting him, which is a whole wild story, which (laughs) I will not talk about. Um, at this point because it involves other people and being detained at the border. (laughs) Not me. I didn't do anything wrong, but um, which is why I won't say (laughs) what happened. Um, So yeah, a, a, a lot of changes happened. And in that time, I started going out to the bars a lot more um, just to, to fill my time as I figured out what I was going to do my with my life. And so now if you can imagine the high vibration of being completely surrounded by my soul family, by people who... Um, who had similar abilities. I don't want to say abilities like there's something special, but who, who were tapped in to the same frequency. Um, I really, because all of this is to say, I really don't want to put any spiritual experience on a hierarchy. They're just, we're all just gathering experiences and no one experience is better than another. Who are we to judge that for ourselves or for another person? except in hindsight. (laughs) Okay, so as I am essentially lowering my vibration, 
engaging in all of these activities that, you know, just dulled my, my intuitive senses, I was still channeling a lot, was still communicating with spirits a lot. Um, and, you know, at a certain point, I was just tired of always psychically defending myself. And because of that, I, and, and I have in that negative entities YouTube video, I share all about how I was creating that in a lot of ways. So it's really nothing to be afraid of. Um, it's just a different experience. So in a lot of ways, I was dulling my psychic senses and, um, you know, just who, who I surrounded myself was with was completely different. I didn't really have a larger community that I could, um, that I necessarily felt safe sharing all of my experiences. in. there was a short time where, um, uh, a, a small community gathered, it was called conscious connection. Um, and we just meditated and yeah. And, and I did, uh, I did get to be a part of forming that for a short period of time. Um, but I think it's different when you are also engaging with activities that lower your vibration. Um, and truly, it's how much time are you spending in a certain vibration? That is huge. And that's something that my my body of work is taking me into, but in a completely different way um, than it did a decade ago when it was complete immersion in the spiritual. And this story has um, has a purpose and I'm going to wrap it back up to you, but I just think it's really important to, to share um, a little bit about why I was in the spiritual closet and didn't even know it. Okay, so I started, once I started doling my psychic abilities, um, it's really interesting the way our memory works because I was not in the same vibrational energy as I was when I had those previous intense spiritual experiences. Um, and so because of that, I started to experience a lot of doubt. Like, did all of that actually happen? Um, and was I, you know, was it just like crazy? Was it the people, you know, like, was I influenced by these people? And I just had a lot of doubt. Like, did I at one at one point, um, you know, have long conversations with aliens? Did I, did this all happen? Um, and yes, is the answer. I just wasn't in that vibrational space to, to ground and embody what I knew to be true. And doubt really, and I say this so often, I know, but doubt really is such a hindrance on this path. And how do we overcome it in order to, to remember the spiritual qualities our life can embody, how good our life can be? And so... I'm just going to share this like journey of coming out of the spiritual closet for you so you can um, 
kind of gather some perspective on maybe where you're at um, with this process. Where are you um, within on your spiritual journey right now? Where have you been? Um, and start to think about perhaps what are your next steps? Um, because I feel like a lot of us are going through a lot of life changes and identity, um, who we, we identify as and what activities we engage with. It's all changing, right? Because not only because of what we just went through in the past year and is still going on, but because of the consciousness shifts that are happening on a massive level. And perhaps, yes, because of the pandemic and quarantine and and just the, the massive amount of death we've been dealing with. And it's just been, um, it's been a wild ride. Okay, so moments when we're elevated versus moments when we're really grounded in the physical reality, right? And, and how when we're in those grounded moments, we forget how good or how elevated we can feel. We truly forget. And it's a part of this idea of 3D, 5D. And I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this up in the past couple weeks in the podcast because it helps me understand, but it's also something I don't 100% um, get behind is the, the hierarchy because we're meant to be, we are in the 3D reality. We're a human. I have a whole episode on how, you know, like we shouldn't really get rid of the ego because we have relationships, we have jobs, we have things we need to do. And our ego grounds us in who we are, not just who we are, but who we are in relation to the world around us. And it's, and it's something that is actually really helpful to us in order to engage with the physical world. However, <laughs> there is more. There is so much more. And it's interesting because I, I, I feel like I've always been the, the black sheep of the yoga world in some ways. You know, not that it hasn't been um, supported or honored um but I've always taught a style of yoga that's not um not cookie cutter I always have wanted to just show up and do what I feel like doing offer what I feel like offering and speak for my intuition instead of my plans and this is important to say because this is why I felt like no way I'm in the spiritual closet. Like people know I do fairy oracle readings. Like people know that I'm an intuitive. My family knows I'm not in the closet. And yet in the past, I don't even know, nine years, I was sitting with this weight of doubt about those really intense, high vibrational experiences that I had. And I shared a little bit about this in my episode with Avin, um, which is also on YouTube and several episodes back in the podcast. 
And I think that what's important to recognize is that we can have these moments where we're really elevated, right? We're just like in tune. We're connected with spirituality. We're connecting with spirits. We're, you know, on the right path. And when we're connected with our energy body, right? If you've ever done breath work or a gotten into like a trance-like state and meditation or felt like you were floating in a yoga class at the end in Shavasana or had a, a really intense psychic dream, whatever it is that was an experience of awakening to you, those moments can either elevate us in a way that we embody those experiences and start to make incremental changes in our life, or they can cause more suffering for us. And here's how. They can either put us into a place of doubt when we return to our everyday life, when we return to our um, perhaps baseline vibration and way that we see and experience the world. So we can we can experience doubt around that or or forgetfulness. And again, that's a part of we're here, we're here, we're human. That's a part of the whole deal. Like we are forgetful of those experiences. It's part of the veil of Maya, this veil of illusion that was cast upon us that we agreed <laughs> to experience as humans. Another way that they can cause suffering is we want to go back into it, right? And this is kind of um, when you get this spiritual, um, perhaps it's when you're on the beginning of your spiritual quest and you start to experience these things and you just want to go back into it right away and you don't want to be in your 3D world. You don't want to be like, oh, I can't, I can't even do a job because I just want to be meditating or I just want to be reading this book, right? That elevates my consciousness. And we're always seeking after those elevated experiences. And that can cause us suffering because in our minds, I am not that. That is not where I am now and I want to be there, right? And that's the... I would say like one of the definitions of suffering, like I, I am not in the state that I want to be in. I am not in the place I want to be in. I experienced that and I've lost it, right? I've lost that vibration or I've lost that experience. And now in our mind, instead of it maybe being something that, um, pushes us forward in small ways, it, we're stuck in the past, if that makes sense. And I had uh, several experiences of this and it was just like the suffering was real. Like I'm not there anymore. It was traveling and had a really intense experience of awakening a couple years ago, maybe five years ago or something. And I guess six years ago, I don't know. And it was really, really beautiful. It was such deep love and unity experience. And I like cried from love for an entire day. It was just like, it was very overwhelming, but so beautiful. And I got back 
from the South and it was winter and I had to do my like daily things I had to do. And I was just like, oh, I just want to be there again. So that's an experience of suffering. And now here's what I want to instill in all of you is that we have to bring those experiences. We have to, if we want to see the change from these elevated experiences, we have to embody the learnings or the energy or the um, the new wisdom that we come to learn through these experiences. And I think this is the huge disconnect out there in a lot of offerings that are out there in a lot of practices and classes and courses is you learn and are constantly in consumption and doing but really that space afterwards, after a really elevated experience for you to process and ask, how am I going to take this with me? And it can look so many different ways, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> it was like when I first moved back from Canada it was like the channeling, I was so open, um, which also when I was hanging out at the bars meant that like I was channeling a lot because there's so much energy around people who are drinking and partying and like having fun, but also maybe depressed. And um, it was like overwhelming, like to be in the bathroom and just like processing so many things. Um so instead of sinking into doubt, you know, but I had to experience what I had to experience. Let's just be real. You had to experience what you had to experience because you experienced it, right? There's nothing we can do about what is already done. Unfortunately or fortunately, who are we to say? I like to not move into judgment around things like that. Um, but how do we integrate and it's only through making changes in the way we live our day to day that we're able to integrate spiritual experiences spiritual energies and it's why for so long I was so disenchanted with psychics and intuitives who would just give me information that it didn't like, well, what does, what good does it do for me to know that I lived in Atlantis or that I was, that I need to be by the ocean because I'm a mermaid. And, and those are things that I've actually been told by psychics. And so for so long, I was so like, if it's not grounded, I don't care to know it. And I think that, that is still true in some ways. And yet you cannot just discard all spiritual experiences or energies or um, information. But how do you engage 
with these experiences? How do you integrate it? And honestly, I'm just going to tell you, it's about your habits. What do you learn about yourself in those elevated experiences that you now know needs to change? And if we don't change it, those harder lessons are going to keep coming up for us. And it it sucks. It hurts to have to experience those same lessons over and over and over again. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone on it, that there's a reason changing our habits is so difficult and it's so much more individual and complex than like in uh, steps one to 10, here's what you do to change a habit, right? Or just decide to do a 21 day um, challenge or something. It's so much more individual and complex, which is why it's so important to spend time with yourself and to just get to know what those habits are for you, where they've come from, and start to really question the learnings of your elevated experiences. And it's something where I just did a a two and a half hour workshop on death. (laughs) That's, that was my Sunday fun day um, morning practice. I just, I took a two and a half hour workshop on death and it was Kundalini practices. And one of the beautiful things that um, Jai Dev said that really stuck with me was about spending time in Akasha or the ether and these energetic places that it truly does not serve us to either try to seek after that and stay there or to wish that we were there, right? But to ground it into the body so that our nervous system can be informed, so that our mind can become more clear, so we can see things more clearly. We can see like our own bullshit a lot more clearly when we spend time in Akasha and see what's real. Well, it doesn't do us any good if we can't ground what is real into the way we're living our lives. Does that make sense? So really a huge piece of this is what habits are you going to change? How are you going to take this experiential understanding of, oh, this is the reality. This is my truth is that I am this energy and I, I am just in a body for a short time to, to experience different things and learn different things. But I am also in a body that's intelligent. I'm in a body that is a complex system of awakening. We can experience Akasha and these experiential energies of kundalini awakening within our body in a grounded way. And my personal opinion is that how that happens is by choosing better (laughs) habits. 
And only you know what that is for you. Only you know how you can ground these spiritual energies that come through in these elevated states. So to summarize, you don't need to go chasing the next state. Make small moments of accessing that state a part of your daily practice. Just a little taste, bring it down, right? And that's how making establishing better habits becomes easier because we take the knowledge of what's real, what serves us, who we are beyond just this this one incarnation and we ground it. And that way we can ground our learnings and actually actually learn, <laughs> right? We can actually learn. We don't have to to wait till the next time to learn, the next lifetime to learn that lesson. So make small moments of accessing that wisdom part of your daily practice. And number two, that if you are in doubt, but you've had one of those experiences that made you question like, whoa, well, what is this reality? Like, who am I in it? What is my role? What is my purpose? And that, that woke you up a little bit. And now you're sitting in doubt. It's time to perhaps explore an experience like that again. But what's cool is you can start with a two-minute meditation today. It all truly does come back to the habits you create and the um, neuroscience tells us <laughs> that these small incremental changes are actually what serves us best. And that creating new habits and eliminating outdated habits is what elevates our life within and without to the next level. So where are you in this? Where do you sit on this journey? Uh, if, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, it's, it's, it's not just to listen. Take action on this. Take action today. What is one thing that you're going to do today that's going to take a little bit of this spiritual energy and ground it into your life? So that is what I'm going to leave you with today. And I just want to put it out there that if you're watching this on YouTube or if you are on um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would absolutely love if you left a rating, a review, a comment, if you click the subscribe or the like button to just engage with this content in a way that lets me know that you're watching. I have a way to kind of like see basic analytics, but I would love this to be much more of a personal experience and to to know what is sitting with you, what is resonating with you, what actions you're taking. And if you're not already in our private Facebook community group, there's going to be a link in the show notes to, to join that. And there I go live every week. I have a conversation starter every week and a guided meditation of some sort 
every week. So there's so much content. And that's also where I'm going to be hosting my self-mastery through manifestation masterclass in a couple weeks. Um, and so this is, if, if you like today's episode, if you are all about perhaps needing a little accountability um, and clarity around the process of how how do we um, engage with this process and practice of self-mastery or how do we access these elevated states um, and if you're interested at all in manifestation then I know that this masterclass is going to serve you I love how manifestation itself um, it encourages us to elevate our life and so that's why I've, I've chosen to do this masterclass on self-mastery through manifestation because we all have desires. We're human. We all have things we want to call into our life. And, um, and, it, and in order to do that, we are asked to elevate our current life right? To elevate our practices, to elevate our habits, to, um, to connect with com community, a spiritual community that's going to support us, see us, hear us, and validate us. So if you're not in that Facebook group, please go join the community. Like we're here to welcome you with open arms. And I, I just pour so much love into that community. Um, and I just want to see everyone there just grow into the space of self-mastery. Thank you so much to Kyle Piper for uh, being the lead producer and current only employee. Um, although I have a meeting with a VA soon um, to help with this masterclass um, and all that comes along with it. So thank you, Kyle Piper, sending you all so much love today. And I hope that you have a magical, elevated day.